prize church members, or at least Sonny's prize husband, I'll put it that way. Now then, we have a man that we're all accustomed to seeing here on Sunday morning. His name is Rudy. Say it for me. Rudy. Oh, Jacobs. Okay, now we'll do that over again. Rudy, I hope you're listening. We have a man that is not here today, and his name is Rudy Jacobs. Now, I would like for Brother Rudy to know that we're here thinking about him today. And just, uh, I've already done one quiz with one person this morning. That was Brother Chris over here, and I... I asked him how it felt being the second good-looking man in the church when I'm here. And he said he handles it okay. Now then, Brother Rudy, this quiz is for you. Which one of these two brothers of yours, Brother Steve, Brother Winchester, which one of us do you think looks best in bib coveralls? Let's give him a hand. Are you waiting for the answer? The answer is you. All right. God is good, folks. All the time. And all the time. Praise the Lord. You may be seated as we worship the Lord today. We're so we are just so happy that all of you are here, and we do want to lift up the name of the Lord and song, in prayer, and in the Word. Today is a special day in that it is the part of the weekend that we call Fourth of July weekend. We, we call it Declaration Independence. Well, that is, if you're older, you call it that. Uh, and uh, one time it went only by those names, but we'll get into that just a little bit with a little bit of clarification on those remarks a little bit later. But as we celebrate this weekend in various ways, we realize that we live still in the greatest country in the world, and thank God for that. I would just like for you to bow your heads as the pastor wants to offer a prayer for us in this country our fellow citizens everywhere in this country and prayer for the world. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you today. And we, members and folks all in attendance here at Hope Through Grace Fellowship today, want you to know that we're glad and grateful to be here in this church service in Kansas City, Missouri, Lord, we honor you. Lord, we lift up your name. We thank you, Lord. And we know just now that there are bullets flying, that there probably is poison being administered to people, that there is uh, different types of persecution going on in the world. But, Lord, we pray for our fellow citizens throughout this world, that they, above everything else, can know the peace of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that peace for each and every one. In Jesus' name, I pray. 
Amen and amen. Brother Harold. Good morning. Happy Independence Day. Almost. I guess we're almost there. Just want to make a quick uh, couple uh, announcements, um, things that hopefully have not uh, escaped our attention that are coming up. Do remember uh, Wednesday night Bible study, the I Am series? Uh, is at 7 o'clock? So be here for that if you can. And then also there's a... Uh, quarterly business meeting that'll be next Sunday after the morning service so you can stay for that it's uh, the quarterly business conference and then again uh, the international conference is coming up the 20th through the 24th in Oklahoma City if you want to go to that um, I'm sure you can still find some rooms down there if you've never been to one of those it's it's something to see when thousands of people gather uh, in God's behalf if, if you've never never been a part of something like that but uh Again, it's, that's, it usually doesn't get that close to home. It's been in Florida a lot over the last 10 years, so uh, it's pretty pretty close this year. So keep that in mind. That's coming up the 20th through the 24th. And then our own event here, the Backpacks, is going to be the 30th uh, of July, and it's going to be Saturday morning from 8.30 to 10.30. So a little bit of change there. We're going to have it earlier in the morning. Hopefully um, the heat and stuff, maybe it'll be a, a little better that early. Uh, we're going to do pancakes instead of burgers and that kind of food. So there's a form in the back there if you can volunteer. If you want to sign up on there, we'll get a kind of an idea of how many can help us that day. So be in prayer for that and that event. Um, and, yeah, sign up on that form if you can help work. Again, that's Saturday, uh, July 30th, 8.30 in the morning. So more than likely we'll be gathering about 7.30 to start setting up here. But uh, we'll get some more of that details as it comes up. Anybody have anything they need to announce? Nothing? Excellent. Let's all stand. We'll begin this morning with a time of prayer. Um, Pastor had a good idea there. I think it'd be good just to, for all of us to, as we begin this morning. Let's just pray. Pray for the country. Thank God for our freedoms. Um, we've seen how quickly those can be gone. Um, so we, we need to be in prayer for that. We need to be prayer for that daily. Pray for the leaders and uh, the things that they have to decide and go through, uh, whether we agree, don't agree, whatever it is, God can still work through them, and you know, we need to be praying and lifting them up. So let's just begin this morning with that time of prayer. God, we come to you at this time, and Lord God, just praying here this morning, God, for, first of all, thanking you, Lord, for the freedoms we have, God, just to be able to gather together.
ushers come up. We'll receive a first Sunday offering this morning, so everything will be uh, for Pastor and, and his family. And if you need it to go towards another fund, just mark it on the check or envelope. Or if you're online there, you can select funds there if you want to give as well. Let's pray again. God, we come to you again, Lord, just thanking you, uh, God, for this opportunity and being able to give here this morning, Lord. We just ask that you continue to bless and direct, God, uh, speak through the pastor, Lord, God, be with uh, him and his wife, God, in their travels, God, in their health, Lord. We just pray that you continue to minister through them, Lord, and use them as you want to, God, and uh, we give you the glory for these things in your name. Amen.
great enough to bring light to the darkness, Lord. We believe that you are great enough, Lord, to bring hope when there seems to be no hope, Lord. Hallelujah. We believe, God, that you are the God who restores. Hallelujah. There is nothing so broken that you cannot fix it, Lord. That you cannot put it back together and make something new and beautiful, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Hallelujah. Great are you, Lord.
first of all, we thank the Lord for this divine interruption. As a matter of fact, I want to say I truly thank the Lord for this divine interruption because we are in need always of the Lord taking over and interrupting our programs. Not that we mind being interrupted and not that we think we've got the best program, but the fact is we want God in the midst of everything that we do. There is a quote that I want to begin with today from the Christian Science Monitor newspaper, news magazine, and the quote is very simply said in this passion, true independence is dependence on the Lord. True independence is dependence on the Lord. I have come to believe in that comment over the years, and to this day I still want to be a practicer of that meaning of being fully dependent upon the Lord. It was Paul when he wrote to the church in Galatia, in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 1. He said, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I have a feeling today that that scripture has an application for many that may be in this congregation today, as well as the concept of true dependence is dependence on the Lord. It is an interesting thought about this particular July 4th weekend. It is referred to most commonly among those that are into the history of the 4th of July as Declaration Day or Declaration of Independence. Sometimes, not that it's necessary that we have our history correct, but sometimes it is thought that this was a day that the concept of the Declaration of Independence was conceived. But actually, it isn't the day that it was conceived because the 13 colonies had already been gathering together and they had been developing the Declaration. And on the 4th of July, 1776, the charter was signed 
and you that remember such things in your history, there was one fellow by the name of John Hancock who in large letters wanted to be the first one to have his signature on that Declaration of Independence. And so it was over 200 years ago that our country declared its independence from Great Britain, and it was over 2,000 years ago that Jesus gave his life upon the cross, and we refer to it as the cross of Calvary, where he shed his blood, and it was declared that when man looks and receives Jesus into his heart, into his life, that he becomes free from the world and has the blessings and benefits of being an official child of God. Jesus did that. His love caused that. It can be said in many ways, but I don't suppose anything says it any clearer or any more profound than what John wrote, chapter 3, verse 16. Read it with me if you wish. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so it is that God commendeth His love toward us through His Son, that we might have that independence from the world by having full dependence upon the Lord Jesus Christ. It is in the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 8, that the Lord has commended His love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that wonderful? That as we celebrate the nation's anniversary of its birthday, July 4th, 1776, we celebrate the new day every day in our life because of what Jesus has done for us. In Romans chapter 5, the continuation of that particular chapter, beginning with verse 9, the Scripture says, Much more than being now justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, Reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom we now have received His atonement. Oh yes, the Scripture says, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer in then? I, I think that is so important to reflect on that particular thought for just a few moments. I, I like the way Paul 
worded the scripture as it came, comes to us in the King James language from the Greek. He begins, God forbid. I like that. Just forget it. There's just nothing else. No other thought. Don't even try to find something on the computer. Don't even try to look up in a dictionary or in a concordance. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And notice how he talks about this independence, which is a full dependence upon the Lord because we have died to sin. Therefore, verse 4, we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Oh, what a birthday party. What an anniversary of a birthday we can have walking in the newness of life. For we have been planted together in the likeness of His death. We shall also, in the likeness of His resurrection, just knowing, verse 6, that this old man is crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Isn't that wonderful? We do not have to be victim. We do not have to be in any way allegiance to the things of the world, but through the Lord Jesus Christ, we can be alienated from all the things that would entangle us and cause us to be miserable, to cause us to be addicted, to cause us to walk in fear of our lives, because in Him is the newness of life, and we should not serve sin. Verse 7 and 8, listen to this. My goodness, I, I want to say something about this before I read these two verses. I want to say, first of all, that when we live in the Lord, when we celebrate the 4th of July, spiritually speaking, when we celebrate this in the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got something going that hurts, that uh, pins, that the United States government, that the world powers, that the, uh, the gold refineries of this world, all the resources that you can gather, even Democrats and Republicans and Independents put together, we've got something going that nobody else has, for he that is dead is freed from sin. You're not going to find that in the secular world. You're not going to find that in any portion of the world except through the Lord Jesus Christ. He that is dead is freed from sin. Oh, let's begin the fireworks. Let's begin the celebration. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that he, we shall also live with Him. Now, I mentioned about the fireworks. That is a symbol that was used even on the 4th of July, 1776. 
it was a, a happened on that particular day that man, history records that a fireworks program uh, happened after the signing of the Declaration of the Independence. But I'd like to begin this particular segment of Scripture with the thought of letting the fireworks begin. Romans chapter 6, verses 10 through 23. Hold on to your matches and your uh, lady fingers and your bombs and so on. The, the fireworks begin spiritually. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Oh, you're not going to find that in any program, anywhere, anytime, any place, because this is God's doings. This is God's fireworks that is on display. Likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Because of this, the Apostle Paul, he said in these words, because of where you're at, because of what you've obtained, because of what you have in your life, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lusts thereof. Now let me tell you something. The Bible does not teach that sin and temptations and the lusts of sin and things evil are ever going to get out of our sight or leave us alone. But the Bible does teach us that we do not have to accept it. We do not have to let it rule and reign in our life. We can say, actually, Satan, get behind me. Oh, I like that particular scripture. And I like the way the apostle said it at this point. Let not sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey the loss of it. If you haven't ever tried it, I want you to try it this way. This is a biblical way. And, and it will work in the name of Jesus. That when Satan comes upon you in your path, I want you to understand that Satan cannot cross the path of the blood of Jesus. I want you to understand that in the name of Jesus, he has to flee. I want you to understand the Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now, if those fleas are on a dog, say goodbye to the dog. They're gone, all right? They, Satan and sin cannot prevail upon you. And it, the only, the worst thing it can do is kill you. And the Bible teaches that heaven, that we in our lives for the Lord, that Jesus is greater than the one that lives in you than he that is out there to destroy the soul. So the Bible says, don't let your arms, your legs, your eyes, your, your uh, fingers, your, your nose, uh, your mouth, your tongue, neither yield you your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, 
but yield yourselves unto God in the name of Jesus we're talking about as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Listen to verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? There is no way the devil can get the best of you. You belong to Jesus. Celebrate. Let the, let the fireworks begin, alright? For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but you're under grace, mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Know you not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey? His servants you are to whom you obey. Now, if you're not interested in serving the Lord, the devil will take care of you. He'll give you a seven-course meal in evil and hurt and agony and being lost forevermore. But if you yield yourselves to the Lord, if you are a child and obedient unto righteousness, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you decided you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you, that being the Lord. Being then, that being the Lord, free from sin, you become the servants of righteousness. I tell you, if you haven't made a choice today, you need to understand that there is no need for you to hang on to the things of the world. The Bible teaches us you're going to be a miserable person if you try to hang on to the world with one hand and hang on to the Lord with another. But the Bible teaches get rid of that. Be prepared to walk the narrow way and through the straight gate. Be prepared to live and enjoy and have the love and power and mercy and greatness of our Lord Jesus Christ in your life. Oh yes, this is what the Scripture says, verse 18. Being then made free from sin. That's what independence is all about. And that is what the wonders of dependence is as well. Being made free from sin, you become the servants of righteousness. And then Paul, he began to wrap this chapter up. It goes for 23 verses. And we're at verse 19. He says, I speak after the manner of man because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members, servants, to uncleanliness and to iniquity unto iniquity. In other words, there was a time that Uh, Your hands, your arms, your eyes, your heart, everything was messed up and you were serving sin. You were servants to uncleanliness and your iniquity just enjoyed wallowing, if you please, in iniquity. But now, because you've declared that you want the Lord in your life, that you yield your member servants to righteousness, Unto holiness. Oh, thank the Lord. There is a way to serve the Lord. And there is a way not to serve Him. 
You, you can just denounce serving the Lord. You can just turn your back on things that are pure in the Lord. Or you can pretend that you're going to be a Christian on Sundays and live like the devil uh, during the week. Or you can decide that you're going to have a 4th of July fireworks through the love of the Lord Jesus Christ existing in your life and living a life of righteousness unto holiness. Paul brings to remembrance in this conclusion of this chapter, he said that when you were servants of sin, when you were servants of of sin, you were free from righteousness. They don't mix, you see. And he said, even what you tried to do good, he said, what fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. I feel like this is a real sober, somber presentation of the Scripture at this point. This, this is where the pedal meets the metal, if you please. This is where the rubber spins on the highway. This is where it's all about. You cannot live two lives You cannot celebrate two lives. You're going to love one, hate the other. You're going to love the other and hate and despise and walk away from the other. For you see, verse 22, you're now made free from sin. You have become servants to God. You have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Oh, folks, let me share with you from the bottom of my heart that it is not a two-way street. It is not people going off the road and just going to the places they should not go to. This is talking about people that want to go to heaven, people that believe that it is worth living and more enjoyable living for the Lord here in this world. And it is better than anything that Satan has to offer. We are talking about independence. We're talking about being dependent upon the Lord. We're talking about fireworks that you will not see from all the uh, boom things that they have uh, for us over the weekend. I've already experienced something that just scared the daylights out of me, except I kept breathing, so I don't guess it scared the daylights out of me or the nightlights either. But yesterday, uh, in our neighborhood, somebody let off a great big old boom thing. And it scared me. It sounded just like my defibrillator when it used to go off. And I didn't, I've been told that when, if it goes off again, the pacemaker, they're connected together. And if they go off again, don't worry about it, I'm gone. And uh, I, that's what I've been told. And I thought, I'm gone. <laughs> that was my first thought. I'm out of here. And uh, I realized that I was able to see the dog and I was able to, 
uh, see different things around me. And I went out the back and I was hollering for my son. And then I heard some more booms go off and realized that it was man in charge of those booms. And But it, it did affect me. I, I came into the house and I, I was... I had tears. I had been crying because it had shook me so. But let me tell you, nothing would shake me or should shake us any more than the fact to know that we have disobeyed and failed God and did not hear the clarion call as the word goes. If we miss out, there will not be no second chance. There will not be no reprieve. That'll be the end of it. Am I trying to scare you? No. But I am trying to let us know through the Holy Spirit of God that verse 22 says that he that is being made free from sin, they become the servants of, to God. Your fruit is unto holiness and everlasting life. But I want to close with this verse. This is one of the very First verses of Scripture I learned after becoming a, a Christian and after becoming a person that was out to help win souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's Romans 6, chapter 6, verse 23. If you want to quote it with me, go ahead. Here we go. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Oh my God, help us to know that there is no fireworks like the fireworks of the Lord. There is no promise like the promise of the Lord. There is no declaration of independence like the declaration of independence from the world to the dependence that there is in serving the Lord. For you see, through the gift of God, is, which is Jesus, is eternal life. The wages or the consequences of sin is death, is eternity without the Lord in a place called a devil's hell. But I want to avoid that. I want the fireworks of heaven. I want the streets of gold. I want to be able to be with Him all throughout eternal ages. Let the ages low roll. Uh, maybe we can have one more song. And I told Brother Steve it's my favorite song. We've already sang it once here today. Once like a sinner. Once like... Well, let's get that and let's end our service if we can end it on that. He set me free. Praise God. He has set me free. He has made the provision. He gave His life. Yes, this declaration that the Lord gave through His giving of His life has caused the world to be a different place. It has gave hope. It has gave a future to every man, woman, boy, and girl. Let us, let us stand. Praise the Lord. Once like a bird in prison I dwelt, no freedom from the sorrow felt. But Jesus came, the fireworks began to go off, and glory to God, He set me free. Let us sing.
the Lord a cheer. Praise God. Oh, praise the Lord. Let the ungodly world try to duplicate what we have felt and seen here today. The fireworks of the Lord Jesus Christ being saved, being made free from sin. Oh, glory to God. Thank the Lord for the declaration of independence called for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth on Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Well, you can't end the service like this. You just quit. So we're quitting. And uh, shake hands and greet each other. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.